Hello everybody, this is Xi from Finland and uh, this is our actually first episode of Salesforce Way podcast. Today I'm honored to have uh, a Salesforce guru with me. So his name is Olli Timperi, right? Yes, Olli Timperi. Okay, so could you firstly briefly introduce yourself? Yes, uh, so so my name is Olli and uh, I work at Beat as a Solutions Director mm-hmm. and uh, I've been working with Salesforce platform for over five years now mm-hmm. and uh, and I have currently 11 certifications mm-hmm. and uh, I've been working with many, many kinds of projects at Salesforce and seen many solutions there. Okay, so you had uh, more than five years experience already with yes. Salesforce. And before that you also had some other CRM related? Yeah, I used to work with uh, other products like Oracle-based CRM for more than eight years before that. So actually, I did your LinkedIn. The first thing really surprised me is the long list of the Salesforce certificate. So you're actually the first guy who I know in person who has more than 10 certificates under the belt. So then I thought, okay, this guy is really expert, then that's why yeah, originally, I want to invite you to this podcast to share your experience. Yeah, thank you. So maybe since you have so many certificates already, so you you probably have some insights around the certificates. So like me, I want to be a Salesforce developer. I decided mm-hmm. to be one two months ago. I'm pretty, you know, a beginner here. So maybe you can share some thoughts around certificate thing. Yeah. So basically, Salesforce provides certifications in for different types of roles. So there are certifications for developers mm-hmm. uh, that's more focused on implementing Lightning components or custom uh, logic with code. Okay. S- so that's one area. Then there are other areas are, for example, Salesforce administrators who make the configurations, uh, mm. maintain users, uh, and so on. Mm-hmm. So that's another area. Then third area for the certifications is uh, for consultants. So if you are working as a sales cloud consultant or service cloud consultant or community cloud consultant, then those guide how uh, Salesforce has thought that those products should be used and and how the business process should be modeled into Salesforce. So it has a slightly different perspective, not so much on technical, uh, but like on the interface between the business and the technical solution. Okay, three clear defined categories. Yeah, then there's there's one more, uh, which is the architect certifications. Okay. Uh, And they are mostly focused on designing large-scale scalable solutions that uh, work for bigger enterprises or or even for smaller companies that you have a lot of data or very large Salesforce implementation with many modules in use. So okay. how to make sure that uh, that the solution that is built works in the long run. Okay. So I understand if I want to be a developer, I definitely should go along this developer path, right, the certificates. Yes. And uh, do I need to also acquire some admin-related certificates? Uh, it's not a requirement uh, if you want to be a developer in, in Salesforce that you know the or get the administration certification, but definitely knowing how those things work uh, helps you because then you can identify 
for example, in which cases you should implement something with code, and in which case you can do it by configuration, and, and what's the best solution for each each okay. place. So even if you wouldn't do that configuration yourself, it's good to know what the options are. It's like a basic skills. For yes, you yeah, and, and also there are some like shared areas, for example, how to create uh, objects or new fields in Salesforce. They are covered in the administration part. Uh, but of course, uh, they are very important for a developer to understand the data model and the capabilities in that area. Okay, clear. And uh, you also mentioned we have the architect part. Yes. That's more like a technical architect? Right? Uh, there are two, uh, well, there's like a one uh, end goal is to get a certified technical architect okay. uh, credential. But that's made of two different paths. Uh, one of them is application architect, which focuses mostly on the features that you do by configuration or like local development. Okay. Uh, for example, how to do effective data management, how to do sharing uh, visibility structures, uh, how to do community cloud and things like that. Okay. The other part then is uh, system architect or system architecture. And that focuses very much on the technical things like how to do integrations, um, how to do identity and access management, how, how to run the development process and deployments and continuous integration, these type of topics. Oh, so, okay. so there are kind of two paths within the architecture and then they combine or reach the re top, reach the top and then, then you would get the a technical architect certification. It's like a master of uh, yes. architecture. Yeah, okay. there are only, I think, a few hundred in, in the world that have that okay. certification. Actually, I saw one guy in LinkedIn with this so-called mas the master architect. I don't know if that's oh, no. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's something else. But yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so what what is your path? What, what do you want to achieve in this certificate area? Uh, well, I'm currently going for the technical architect certification path. Okay. Uh, I have got the application architecture certification already, so application architect certification okay. um, last year. And now I started doing the system architect certifications. I've gotten one of them done and two of them remaining still. So does that mean you complete the remaining two and then the system architect automatically is enabled? Yes, yeah, then, then I will also get the system architect. Then the, the, to get the, the technical architect certification, that's probably the toughest certification in uh, that Salesforce has. Okay. Uh, basically, it's a uh, half a day on-site uh, visit to one of the Salesforce uh, premises. Okay. And there is uh, like a hypothetical scenario they give you like uh, some kind of requirements what the customer needs mm -hmm. and then you have um, about an hour a bit more to prepare uh, okay. uh, for the presentation and then you, you give kind of half an hour presentation how each of the salesforce design areas should be done for that customer and then they ask questions uh, after that and of course, since they know the scenario inside out, mm -hmm. uh, the questions are likely <laughs> to be quite challenging. Yeah, so, so basically you have to know very well all the Salesforce areas because you have a quite limited amount of time uh, for a challenging scenario to come up with, uh, with the right solution. And also you have to present it in the right way because that's part of like being an architect that you also need to be able to communicate yeah. uh, the, the solution to different mm. kind of stakeholders from business to, to IT. 
but you don't need to write good documentation, uh, do you? Well, of no, not, yeah, in, 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 in real life, yes, but in, in that uh, certification exam, no, it's it's a presentation. Okay. And you can use slides or you can draw on a flipboard. Okay. Um, well, slides is probably a recommended way because then, then you don't forget things when you are presenting. Right, okay. Good luck with that. Yeah, I think you will make it. Yeah. Let me know once you yeah. got it. Yeah. yeah, but I have also done the, the other tracks. Uh, mm -hmm. So basically when I started my Salesforce path, I started with the administration certifications. So okay. I took the Salesforce administrator, mm. uh, advanced administrator, and back then it was called Forge.com developer, nowadays called App Builder. Uh, okay. which is they are, they are focused on the configurable uh, features how you how you implement things in salesforce without coding without coding yes mm -hmm. so so that those were the first three that i took and then i also quite rapidly within the first couple of months uh, took the sales cloud certification which i think for me that was fairly easy because i had worked with crm for so many years and the basic business concepts are still the same Okay. Uh, and then it's more like learning how they fit in the Salesforce and how you should do those. That's part of the consultant. Yeah, that's part of the consultant track. Okay. So I did that and, and also the service cloud consultant, which is part of the uh, consulting. So I, those I did in the first couple of months. And I think that gives a very good baseline okay. to start building your Salesforce knowledge on. So you haven't taken any developer-related uh, certificate? I, ha I have taken as oh well. Oh so my God. So I have taken the, the platform developer certification, okay. which is basically how to do uh, the automations with uh, code and okay. how to build customer user interfaces okay. in, in Salesforce. Okay. Wow, <laughs> I don't know what to say now. So it, it's kind of a long journey, right? You spend like five years of some of majority of your spare time to study this no, no not really okay okay uh, I would say that uh, like in the beginning I was lucky that when I started working at Salesforce they gave, gave a chance to study during their, their working days and uh, of course I okay. did some additional things on the side but so that was the first part then then for the rest I have like basically I have worked with many of the areas uh, at least some, to some extent, so mm -hmm. so then learning those is easier once you have have a bit of experience. And of mm -hmm. course, in the hindsight, you when you study certain things, you can see that maybe I could have done something differently mm -hmm. uh, in the past. But uh, but then it's easier, of course, when you have mm -hmm. experience on Salesforce platform to learn something, some other areas or new areas there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So so typically like. I take some time to to study or read the materials, mm -hmm. um, maybe a couple of days to to go through the materials needed for the exam. Then I also like to uh, practice a bit myself. So I mm -hmm. do in my own developer org or in the trailhead uh, environment. Okay. So I, I do things there, try out how they actually work. And okay. maybe I have an idea which, which I have done or or a good deal for a customer so mm -hmm. i try to like make it a bit rea more real life so then i can uh, get the concepts better because i can relate it to something that could actually exist and not just reading the materials okay so you were also using trailheads to help you prepare for the exam. yes okay. yeah i think everybody in salesforce understand what Trailheads is it's it's super super useful at least for me. I tried to get yeah. It's really good good uh, online 
like learning tool yeah. and uh, you can do it like the basic like small modules there and mm. then if you take the super badges for example then you actually have to think yourself how to solve a problem okay. and it's not so straightforward okay. uh, how, to, how to do those exercises and I think they are very good uh, good a very good learning platform okay good and and then just before I go to exam I usually kind of when I, I'm reading things uh, then I'm mm -hmm. taking notes and then I read my notes before I go to exam oh that's really a good and then then I usually like uh, if if there are some questions that require memorizing then I kind of recap those but mm -hmm. the focus of course is not in passing the exam but it's to, to actually learn those things exactly I mean I were preparing my first certificate is this uh, admin mm -hmm. certificate it has a lot of content so I need to understand the data module understand securities how to configure this configure that I have downloaded trailheads but it's easy really to forget a lot of them so I think I also need the notes and the repeat something right yeah yeah definitely I recommend like taking notes while while studying and reading or making drawings of certain structures for example how the different visibility components relate to the, each other hmm. uh, and then then recap those before the exam okay another question i got a lot of people um asking me how to enter salesforce world let's say they could be just a graduate from the school and they want to learn Salesforce. So I always recommend them to start with the trailheads. If you can complete, let's say, 20 badges, then contact me, let's chat about it. Then you understand a bit more the Salesforce, and then you can decide whether you want to jump in or not. So that's how I recommend my friends if they want to join Salesforce. Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah, definitely. I would also recommend uh, getting into, into trailhead, and then depending on what type of role you're interested in you can mm. pick certain paths or trails there mm. um, for example if you want to be a developer you can take the developer beginner trail there which mm. will basically give you the introduction to the uh, yeah, development part and, mm. and then you can see uh, and because also in, in trailhead you get the access to the uh, environments you can actually play around in your own, own playground environment there Mm. And that gives you better view of how it actually is. Mm. And not, it's not just like slideware, but yeah. you actually can go ahead and see yourself. Yeah, and even it can validate your result if it's correct or not, right? Yeah, yeah, it validates. It's kind of gaming feature, give you points. Yeah, <laughs> right? and then you then you progress in the ra <laughs> ranks as well. So yeah, it, it asks you always to take the next one, take the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think the, like a gamification, it it works quite well. Yes, and, yes. Uh, at least I like it. Yeah, I I heard from one of my colleagues. If you get hundred bats, you can get this uh, like a Salesforce jacket. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, you do get the Salesforce Trailblazer hoodie okay, uh, okay. for, for ach achieving the Ranger status, okay. which is 100 badges. Again, 23. <laughs> Still a long journey to go. Yeah. All right, I think we just discussed about certificates. We talked a little bit about trailheads. Maybe you can share more of your experience with like how to work with the Salesforce customers, uh, what kind of challenges or how customers usually use Salesforce in a good way or in a bad way, right? Do you think that's a good topic? 
Yeah, that's quite a broad topic, of okay. course. Anything you think is yes. good to talk, we can. Yeah, so so let's say like Salesforce started with uh, CRM functionality, hmm. uh, Sales Cloud. CRM is like a customer, customer relationship, relationship management. management. Yes, okay. that was like where it started back in the uh, 90, end of 1990s. Okay, okay. Like most of the customers are using Salesforce for either uh, managing their sales or mm-hmm. customer relationship management functionality mm-hmm. or service cloud or marketing cloud. So, so those are the like typical customer cases. And they usually start with one of those. For example, mm-hmm. uh, for a customer, they, they need to improve their sales processes and, and improve how getting more revenue. So mm. then they start investigating maybe uh, like getting the best tools in place would support that. Of course, right. there's a lot of other things to how mm. you manage the sales, what kind of processes you use, mm-hmm. how you market your products and, and so, so on. But usually it starts with one of those those three, three main clouds, mm-hmm. uh, but then, then customers usually like Salesforce. And, okay. and then they start like realizing that okay, they want to expand it to other areas. Mm-hmm. So it might be one of these other like standard areas, or mm, they want to build something else on Salesforce platform. And and Salesforce is like really flexible platform as mm-hmm. well. So you mm-hmm. can basically build any kind of applications there. There either you can create them yourself, mm-hmm. and you configure the new objects and the new user interface there. Or you can purchase some ready-made applications from the Salesforce App Exchange marketplace. Okay. So usually it starts from one of those, and then it expands to to other areas. Uh, the other like tendency is that uh, usually in the very first phase, when customer takes Salesforce into use, uh, it's more or less a standalone implementation. But then they start uh, want to integrate it with some other applications like mm, uh, ba- ba- backend, uh, backend ERP or, mm. or or other systems. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then then once you get the uh, integrations and then you start to like o- develop it further and uh, you make more functionalities, automations, and so forth. Then mm. then you need to start also paying attention to the how you maintain the solution in the in the long run and, and do the uh, implementation in the right way so that you keep the great flexibility that Salesforce has mm-hmm. uh, and not make make it so that it, it would take a lot of time to implement some new feature or take a new feature that Salesforce comes up into use. Is that kind of like an architect that can help you to you know, design this stuff? Yeah, there I would say that um, there's architect parts, um, mm-hmm. but there are also like for for example, from certification point of view, there was sales cloud certification, uh, and that's an example that there you learn uh, how Salesforce should be used for that purpose. Okay. A- and then w- one important point is that, for example, when you take opportunities functionality mm-hmm. in Salesforce into use, that then you use the opportunities for the purpose they are meant for. So potentially revenue generating events, mm-hmm. basically deals that end in a like either won or lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, stages, but but you shouldn't you be using those for something completely different, because then later on, if you want to actually take the opportunities into use where they were meant to, or some opportunity features, then if you use them for something else totally or some other way that they are me- not meant to be used, then it, it might block you from taking that into use. Okay, so Salesforce, the sales cloud has already 
default functionalities, which is like an industry best practice. Yes. And uh, some customers, they don't think it ahead well enough and then just use or is it m more not maybe that they don't think that it's good enough but they have mm. their own way of uh, doing things okay. uh, and then they want to maybe continue using it in the same way that they used some other application before okay but when taking into salesforce it's uh, important to evaluate that what's the way how you want to do things okay. because if you do the same thing again in a different application probably the result is is the same right so okay. you should actually like because salesforce has a very good out-of-the-box functionality for mm. for these areas, and and all many of the Salesforce customers are very successful in Im implementing them. Exactly. So so you should kind of reevaluate that. Uh, maybe that's your uh, own process. Your own process, and, and think about changing that as well. Mm. Yeah. So like uh, if uh, companies from manufacturing uh, field, if you have your own a heavy customized process you might think to simplify that to make it maybe fits Salesforce the standard way or the industry standard way right yes yeah, so, so mm. exactly so that um, you would basically mm, for example th then use opportunities for opportunities and then if you are doing configuring for example uh, if you are manufacturing machines mm. which have some configurable features that are tailored by customer by customer mm -hmm. uh, then then you would use the Salesforce CPQ functionality for doing the configuration and pricing okay uh, and and for example this way that you kind of use those functionalities that exist in mm -hmm. for the purpose that they are meant for and if you do have which uh, sometimes happens that you have like some things that are not mm. they're out of the box then it's usually better to build your own solution for that Mm -hmm. but not try to bend uh, the out-of-the-box okay. application into a use that it's not meant for because that might okay. block you from going further you create but, but your customized uh, solution uh, isolated yes space yeah, or not isolated but connected to the standard process but you kind of okay. uh, don't don't uh, use the standard part for okay. something else uh, but in, in general, of course, it's highly recommendable to use the standard functionality mm -hmm. because then if you, for example, start with sales part and then mm. you want to take service cloud for your customer service or field service functionality, then if, if you have used those standard components, mm -hmm. then they automatically link for the other uh, new features. And, and for example, then the sales people can see the customer service cases directly under the uh, same customers and collaborate around them and the other way around that the customer service can see the sales opportunities and maybe comment there if the customer uh, calls calls and uh, has some feedback then they can take it into an account for the next so it kind of brings all the different oh, okay. uh, teams together but so if yeah so those clouds they are sharing the same force.com platform uh, or the lightning platform now okay lightning platform and data can flow among them right? yes Okay. Yes. So, so for example, the customer information, which is stored in Salesforce accounts, that's shared among all of the clouds. Okay. So then you can. Uh, one of the ideas, of course, is to collaborate around the customers and focus your business around okay. the customers. Okay. Good to hear. Um. So, what else shall we discuss now? <laughs> it's really good. Well, mm. yeah. Well, one one other thing is maybe from more technical point of view, or where the architects can help. Okay. Uh, so, of course, Salesforce is very easy 
platform to configure. So you, if you mm. want to create a new field, it's a couple of clicks and uh, one minute and it's there. Okay. And uh, this is, of course, a very good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that comes the kind of responsibility that you have to use that, that flexibility and the capabilities uh, in a way that you don't do too many customizations or customizations that have lots of dependencies between each other that might or that might conflict with each other okay. or that you don't document what you are doing. Mm. And then after two years, you come back and then you need to change something, but you don't have anything there. That's how, how did it work and okay. why was this field created? So it's important also to establish uh, guidelines and rules uh, how you do the development and how you document it. Mm-hmm. There are some good tools available out of the box. For example, for most of the configuration part, there's always there's a description field mm-hmm. where you should put why you created this field, oh, what right. what is used for, wh- what are the possible dependencies. Okay. Because then when you have the documentation directly in place, then next time when you go there and do some changes, you can immediately see it. And okay. since you see it, you are more likely to update it there yeah. than if you had a separate document somewhere else uh, that someone might or might not remember That's to update. So, so it's really important to, to document things there directly. The same applies for things that you develop with code. Mm-hmm. That of course you should comment your code mm-hmm. and write a description what each class and each method does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also uh, from the user interface point of view in Lightning components, you should put there the description, what it's for, and then comments within the component uh, and the uh, client-side controller that uh, same way that how it works, what was it meant meant to be used for. Okay, so the kind of comments or documentations are in line in, the, in your code yes. so that uh, we can update it whenever we want. Yes, and basically you could also generate with tools from all your code, like similar documentation as you have for Java Docs. Okay. So then you kind of get your... Uh, yeah, because co- usually yeah. customer wants to see the documentation. Yes, right? but it should be like generated from the source and not kept as a separate okay. uh, documentation because that mm. makes it easier for you to maintain it. Mm. Uh, then there are some other best practices on the platform uh, that you should use, for example, if you have a lot of data, mm-hmm. uh, then you make, need to make sure that your queries are effective. And uh, if you have lots of data updating in parallel, then you need to consider how to uh, make sure that you don't run into locking situations that two, mm-hmm. two different applications or integrations are trying to update the same same data. And uh, okay. there are many, like once you start customizing it with code and mm-hmm. do integrations, then many of the typical software development practices uh, are very valid in Salesforce as well. Okay. So, so that that's something to remember that, uh, that once you go out of the configuration part, mm-hmm. th- then then you really need to pay attention to many of the uh, software development aspects okay. as well. This stuff did you learn from certificate exam, or do you learn more from your work? Uh, well, I would say both. Uh, initially, when I started working with Salesforce, I was in a way lucky that I, I got to work with very experienced people. Okay. So basically I got mentoring and learning from, oh, from okay. people who knew okay. uh, and uh, and they were doing like the overall architecture design first and I was more in a supportive role. Okay. And then, then 
from there I, I could expand my, my own role and take more responsibility for the overall architecture. Mm. So, so I would say that I learned first from there, but then, then I also started studying, uh, maybe not through certifications, but Salesforce also has lots of uh, like other blogs for developers or architects or mm. uh, webcasts or mm. uh, videos in, in YouTube or okay. reinforced videos. Uh, so you can learn quite quite a lot of things things from those as well. Now, now that Salesforce uh, changed the um, or launched the new architect certification parts uh, in the Dreamforce 2016, then uh, then the uh, for that, they collected all the, or not all, but the most relevant materials for certain areas mm-hmm. into the study guides, and they are basically a very good collection of best practices how to do certain things. Okay. And and then you get a kind of overview and and the dependencies between the things and what you should consider when doing this. So things and the documentation knowledge are already publicly available. Yes. You just need to collect them, learn, and spend your time. Yeah. Right yeah. But then, of course, there is so much material that it's good that they exactly. have been filtered at which okay. are the kind of most important for a certain area. Okay, cool. So before we're closing our episode, do you have your like your contact information? Do you use like a uh, Twitter something or do you have your personal uh, website or how? Uh, I, I use mostly LinkedIn for my professional okay. Okay. side, so, so that can be found okay. with my name okay. so, so only Timperi, there's okay. only one of them I think in LinkedIn because <laughs> my last name is not so common but mm. yeah maybe I uh, in our this episode show notes I can also attach your LinkedIn yeah sure account over there cool so do you have still something else to say before we close this episode uh, well if you want to get into Salesforce mm-hmm. as, as you mentioned she it's good to first check the trailhead uh, browse the materials there. Mm. Uh, do do some uh, paths and get your own environment. Play around. Okay. And then if you if you see that this is a path you want to follow and want to become a Salesforce uh, expert or work in the Salesforce field, mm-hmm. then then definitely would recommend the certifications and but one at a time. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Ollie. Thank you. That's it.